0: Yo, this is the ancient Texan. It's a Wednesday morning. I should be working by now. But I've been thinking about the religion of mask. It's very strange as what's going on with mask around the world. And it's also a perfect illustration of religions and of stories and how the story in our head, the religion in our head, which are basically stories, affects uh, what we do. And also the, you know, human nature and behavior. It's all kind of, you can see it all through looking at what's going on with mask. My religion of the mask is I'm my brother's keeper. Um, I'm I'm not traditional religious anymore, but I have my own set of beliefs and. Uh, how I conduct my life and my values which is my religion I've done another podcast on that my religion is that I'm responsible for my brother and I should try to take care of him my brother being all the humans mammals and dogs and everything that's around me the better person I am, the better I'll take care of them. And people have pointed out that I do it sometimes at the risk of my own health. But I always kind of, you know, a little macho in me saying I'm strong, I can I can carry the load. It's been true so far and some days someday it won't maybe. Now what's the liberty What's the liberty? What's the religion of those that don't want to wear mask in the U.S.? The religion goes something like this. I have the right to choose to wear a mask or not. You can't tell me what to do. So, once a person has taken this position, the logical thing to do—actually, it, it's not logical—it's just what humans do. They look; they have to look and say the virus is not bad because they're going to be faced with uh, "I'm my brother's keeper" argument, uh, and it, it's presented in different ways. But that's the fundamental. Uh, belief uh, and assumption behind the wear mask crowd same as mine so the, the first tactic is on their part is to say the virus isn't bad it's like the flu it only hits the old people the economy is not working and that's hurting people and there's truth to that but what what emotionally is going on when all this is going down? Um, I used to say, and it was a more of a problem in my uh, long marriage, my second marriage, don't tell me what to do. My wife could ask me, Julie, to do something. And I'd pretty much, if you ask, I would do it. And, I, and I'm still pretty much that way. If a beggar holds out his hand and asks for something, I give him a dollar. Um, but if he told me to do something, I immediately have a reaction. I don't, I. don't. No one tells me what to do. Um, I realize that if it happens that I really want to do that and someone's told me to do it and I don't do it, they're controlling me just as much um, as if they were... You know, I was doing what they say by deliberately not doing what they say. They're also controlling me, and that's the logic side of it. But the emotional side of it is, I have this reaction, and who knows where the hell in that in my past that came from, of when I'm told to do something. It, I have a bad emotional reaction to that, and then I look for reasons why uh, I'm not going to do it. I mean, the first reason is I'm not. I'm not going to be told what to do I'm not going to be controlled by you um but often I will construct other reasons like I told you I was going to do the dishes but you know you're nagging me and I was going to do it later but now I'm not going to do it at all because you're telling me what to do and nagging me or you know you make up some screwball argument um And and this, um, it, it it it's actually a fairly important argument that you give somebody a choice. Uh, for instance, um, if you kiss a woman and she doesn't want to be kissed, you're violating her rights. Even though you know, a kiss is usually a pretty nice thing, but it's the idea that. They have to choose to be kissed. Um, and if you violate that choice, then um, you're violating their rights. So, in the right context, the um, giving people choices. It's important, and it it's a right that has to be respected in the right context. You also have another thing going on. This is hard for you to believe, but Trump actually inspires a lot of people, like 40% of the population. It's not like a small group. They're loyal. They see him as a hero. That's just the way it is. You can, you know, there's a whole big conversation about why that is and what about him. But they like the fact that he's defiant and strong. They like his kind of macho uh, defiance against the system, against the elites. Um, and so when he takes a stand against mask, first it enhances the, um, his position among his followers because he's defying doing what the intellectuals tell him to do. There, there's also, you know, this this mass thing is not just going on in the U.S. It's going on in a lot of spots in the world. In Iran, the government's pretty much broken down and their ability to control the Pandemic is has zero chance that their medical system, their health system, is completely broken down. It's underfunded already. Um, the oil price decline and the U.S. sanctions have lessened their ability, so their their health system's completely broken down. But their religious leaders, uh, there's an annual uh, religious happening going on where people go on a pilgrimage to this one city and they all flood the city and have religious ceremonies uh, for a week well the religious people have sold the idea that going on this pilgrimage and going to this city will cure the pandemic uh, and that masks are not necessary. A religious group taking a view that masks are not necessary. So there's this huge march going on in Iran who's already got massive pandemic going on. And they're all going to come together in a single city, not wearing masks, mask in close proximity and pray together. Well, uh, that's not going to end well. And that's, you know, the religious right pushing back against the Iran government, who's just about giving up. Now, bear, I agree that wearing a mask makes sense. But we've decided that once the mask... I was listening to MSNBC last night... Um, And there's a scene of Trump defiantly um, getting up on this balcony and looking over and taking his mask off. Well, the people went, the newscast went kind of apeshit on that, um, how wrong that was. Well, Probably sitting up on that balcony by himself. It looked like it was completely by himself. Outside. uh, With nobody around him. Having the mask on. I don't quite see how it makes any difference. But they were saying how horrible it was. And then they made the assumption that he... And I didn't see them offer any evidence of that. That he took this mask off. And went into the White House with his mask off and all the unprotected people inside. I don't know if that happened or not. I I suspect they don't know either. But it's part of the story they're telling um, that he walked in there knowing he was infected with his mask off. Well, he had it off on the balcony. It's... um, It's kind of, you know, like a religious thing on both sides. It's something that they believe in mask, which is good to believe in mask. And mask help you when you're around people from infecting other people. Mask when you're not around people doesn't help do anything. Uh, So bogging down here a little bit I, I recognize that but there's a defiance going on by people not wearing the mask and their hero got in this uh, car limo and rode around even though he's got the virus and he's riding around defying the virus defying defying people telling him he's standing up being their hero now it's easy to just um, make fun of people that believe that and to say they're stupid or whatever but they're also being very human we as humans do That kind of stuff. Don't let my wife tell me what to do. That's humans. And, um... I think we've not... uh, listened to the people that follow Trump and tried to understand where they're coming from. Not just with masks. With, uh, abortion, um, with religion in general, with education, with um, them being treated um, like they don't deserve any pay because they don't have an education, they don't deserve any health care, they don't deserve anything from our society because they're poor or they deserve very little all those things are kind of going on with the mask uh, a mask is just you know a foolish place that they took to make a last stand um, anyway I, I I think there's some Basic, what I call uh, humanity, going on with the mask and the mask argument. And there's definitely different religions and beliefs bucking up together and, you know, taking a stand on the mask. So when you see someone not wearing a mask, realize that it's a lot more complicated for him than it is for you. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan. Uh, I'm not sure that I've you know given you much insight. But I'm hoping you have something to think about. This is the ancient Texan Texan talking about the religion of a mask. Namaste. Yo, so, just one last uh, comment on mask let's say you run into someone that's not wearing a mask where you have a chance to talk to them here's a challenge I suggest that you ask him about why he's not wearing a mask in a non-threatening friendly way and then listen to the reasons he gives you and ask in detail about them. And the rule is you can't give your opinion unless directly ask about anything. All you can do is ask him questions about his belief and you can dig further into them. And you can't give questions that's You go, blah, 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 blah. Have you considered so-and-so? They have to be short, simple questions that show you're interested in his point of view. You're interested in him. You care about what he thinks and what he believes and why he believes it. You don't make a judgment on it. You just listen and ask him questions about his belief. And I think you might find um, one you can learn a, a lot about another human. You don't have to like it all or anything, but I suspect you'll actually have more appreciation for him after this exercise than you do now. And just let the conversation go where it goes. But the rule is you ask. You listen. You try to understand. And you don't impose your own thoughts or beliefs. On the conversation either. You know. Directly or sneaky. With your questions type stuff. Your goal is to understand that person. And why he got to where he is. That's all. Your goal is not. To change him. Your goal. Is to understand him. As a person. And try to understand. How he arrived at this point. Think that's easy. I think your religion will. Pop out there and cause you to. Say things. And you can't resist it. Cause you to do things. That are not helpful. constructive even though you think that if you give him your wisdom he'll be better off purpose of this exercise is not for you to show how smart you are to this guy your purpose is to see him as a human being and try to understand him and how he got to this place And then let your questions grow like seeds inside him. And Don't expect someone to change as you're asking them questions. But I'm suggesting that this will have more impact on his future behavior than you coming in and telling him what to do and not giving him a choice. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan again. I think I've talked enough about masks. I hope you have a good day. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan and Earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on the small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.